Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome back to Living in the Moment. We have officially made it to the start of summer, which means that every episode from here on out is best enjoyed while sitting on your patio with a nice beverage in hand. And in case you need somewhere to put that beverage, our Cara Boutique now has super cute cups, tumblers, and mugs ready for your enjoyment. Yes, that is my one shameless plug of the week. Today, we are joined by Nada. She is a moment maker with our Magic Bubbles team. Nada is one heck of a woman. Just when you think she does enough with her time, she comes in with one more passion or hobby of hers. This was one of my favorite journeys to celebrate. She is so fun to talk to. I think you're really going to love this one. Here we go as we celebrate Nada's journey. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Sorry, can you hear me? Like, I feel like my mic might be off. Let me see if I can fix it. I hear you. Oh, okay. Is it good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, awesome. Nice to meet you, officially. Nice to meet you for it too. I know it's like, yeah, I um, have you like, like, where do you work in um, at TLS? Like, what departments? I am, I'm like overall on the leadership team, but then if you wanted yeah. to get really specific, I'm more on the brand delivery side because um, I, I'm responsible for our, our dedicated franchise program. So that's our local line um, that operates mainly with Paul Davis and CertiPro. Yeah. So I get to oversee those dedicated programs. And then I do a bunch of other things like this and um, our newsletters and our social purpose and keeps me busy. Yeah, cool. Because I, I always see your good morning texts, and they're just the cutest thing ever, and it just makes my morning. And but I haven't seen you actually working in the team. This is like the first time like we actually talk, which is cool. Which is cool. Fair enough. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's unfortunate because when I started, I was a maker with Paul Davis, and then I was a team lead with Paul Davis and first on site, and then I moved into the leadership team. So um, I'm more so removed from that moment maker level, which is unfortunate because I miss those relationships. Um, And I miss being able to interact like day to day and get to know everyone. So this is kind of what helps me, I guess, (laughs) fill that gap. But yeah, yeah, like I get to be around, but because I'm no longer on the phones, I'm not as around. So um, I can understand that it gets confusing when a random person pops up that you've never spoken to. <laughs> no, no, it's all good. It's just, I've only been here for a month, right? So like, I'm still getting to know everybody. Like I'm just, um, I did my first caribou campfire the other day and it was the funnest. It was so cute. It was so much fun. <laughs> oh yes. We, we also have some episodes dedicated to caribou campfire. We do some of those that are recorded. Which one was yours? I, I don't know if they record, actually they might have recorded it, um, but I did mine, I think it was like two days ago and we were just like talking about people who make our life um, a little better and how we make other people's lives a little better. Yeah, I missed that one by like an hour I had a conflict, so oh, I no. couldn't come, but um, Anna, I was talking to her yesterday and she was saying it was like the best one they've had in <laughs> no so way. long, she was so excited. It was definitely a good group, but like um, we were like telling each other stories and I felt like like everyone else had this like really amazing story and it just felt like I was like I did not experience life like you guys did <laughs> and I'm just like I have like the weakest story ever and everyone's like this like super deep emotional story and I'm like I don't know <laughs> but it was still a really good time and we sang we had it was fun I don't know I enjoyed it and it was like I'm usually like I usually don't like 
um, I don't like meetings or just like, um, I don't like, to, I just like doing my job and leaving. But like, after that, I was like, I had so much fun. I'm going to do it again. It was just, it was a blast. We're off to a great start then if you don't like meetings. <laughs> no, no. Cause like I, I loved Carrie Camper right. Like so much. So that when you messaged me, I was like, right away, I was like, heck yeah. Like I would love to. Well, I'm glad I am. Um, this is going to sound incredibly creepy. So as part of our brand newsletters, um, I do one for magic bubbles and, yeah. and in that newsletter, I'll send them a monthly call or like a moment made of, of our moment makers. So I can tell you that I, you were featured in the last month. Um, so really? I've listened to a few of your calls. Um, so I knew you before you knew me. <laughs> <laughs> I had no but, idea. No one told me, okay, I'm going to try a little better in my calls then. <laughs> like, were they good? Like, <laughs> we're always listening. Well, I wouldn't yeah. have put it in there if it wasn't great. So Aww, they awesome. were, all, they're all fantastic. You're really, really sweet on the phone and to our customers. Um, no one would have told you because no one really knows. So <laughs> because it, just, yeah. it just goes to the brands. So. Oh, interesting. Okay. It's, yeah. It was like when I get those like feedback things and I hear my voice back, I always get all cringy and I'm like, I hate hearing my voice back, but I'm glad you enjoyed it. I can tell you that um, hosting a podcast helps you get over that fear because yeah. I'm the exact same way and I have to re-listen to it to edit and it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I know exactly what you mean, but no, you have a great voice. Like, I don't know why you'd be like, like worried about it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. I am experiencing some kind of weird throat thing. Yeah. Don't really know what it's relating to, but I'm every so often I turn into a frog. So it's really nice. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> as, uh, as Phoebe on friends would say, it's her sick, sexy voice. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like kind of like when I, when I get sick and my, like my throat, my throat hurts a lot. I kind of like that. Like like rusty voice the raspy just, yep. the ra- yeah I love that I'm just constantly talking when I'm sick because I'm just like I just love this like I want this identity and I'm just uh, <laughs> and then I get better and then it's just the worst <laughs> I know then you're back to normal <laughs> nothing nothing to set you apart um but okay so I didn't get to hear any stories in Caribou Camp Fire because I wasn't yeah. there so you say you don't have a story but I'm sure you do um, that's what the point of this whole thing is, is yeah. like I said, to fill that gap of not having relationships with people, it's kind of selfish, but then also because I want all of us to get to know you. So tell me everything. <laughs> all right. Um, my name is Nada. I, I always feel like when I say these, like I just blank out and I'm like, there's not much about me, but I, um, I have so I'm going to start with like my career path or like my, like what my school, like what I do or. Okay, I'll just, I'll just, I'll go in detail. <laughs> okay, so I guess my first job, like when I was younger, I was like so eager to work. I was like, I really want a job. Like I want to like get my own money, like, you know, and like spend it and stuff. And so my first job was was when I was 16. I started working at Winners and I worked there for four years. And then I started university. So I went to Western and I started doing accounting and I ended up hating it. So I switched to business management and legal studies. And then I did another major in criminology. And I actually graduate next week, which is exciting. Um, and then I worked at Sylvie's for a bit. I worked at like our school cafe for a bit. Um, and I just graduated. So I was going to spend this year to like work at TLS and also like study for my LSAT because I do want to go to law school. Um, but I am kind of slacking a bit on studying, so I need to get back on there. And 
Yeah. What else? I have a pet hamster. <laughs> I love hamsters. They're the cutest thing ever. They're just like little fluff balls. They're adorable. And um, yeah, I'm just trying to think of what else. I'm also like super into like super into sewing. I recently made a dress for my cousin's wedding and like I do everyone's alterations. Like I love making dresses and I'm just like, um, yeah, that, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. I, I love, okay. So I, I think that I love that so much because it's very similar to me in that, you know what you want to do and you're on this path, um, for this, what sounds to be, it's going to be an amazing career. Uh, Miss Elwood's over here. And then, (laughs) (laughs) but then you also have this outlet of like, you love to sew or you love to have this little creative passion and you get to do both. That's really cool. I know. Yeah. Like I almost, I almost want to also spend this year, um, like I'm tempted to just start my own, like, like fashion company and like start making dresses because, um, so I wear hijab, right. And I feel like it's so hard to find dresses because all of them are just like cut or, um, or, you know, it's just hard to find dresses and then then you have to wear something under it. So I just kind of wanted to make like a modest dress line because I feel like a lot of hijabis also have that problem. So I feel like I might spend this year just like starting a business and yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll update you. (laughs) Who are you? (laughs) (laughs) You're so sweet. Oh my God. In fact, like I had, so we launched the store two weeks ago and that was like, I hit my, uh, my cap with that. Meanwhile, you're going to spend the year working, studying for LSATs and potentially starting a business. No big deal. No big deal. I'm just chilling. (laughs) But yeah, just a little bit of that. Um, Honestly, I don't feel like it's, yeah, it's my biggest thing. I need to prioritize LSAT, but I feel like just the little things in life just always use up my time. Like just, you know, like hanging out with friends or whatever, or just doing errands and just like, you know, just getting your life organized. It always is like, it's hard to balance everything, but I'm, I need to start making a schedule. That's, that's where my head's at right now. Have you figured out how to try to balance it? Cause I have the same problem. You know what? I, cause even, even making a schedule, it's like, I always do that and I never go through with it. Um, so I feel like the biggest thing is like, I have to like let my friends know I'm like hey listen like I need to be disciplined so like like if I need to study like just don't hang out with me because it's always like um <laughs> like, you know what me. Mean? like like yeah exactly just don't ask me and like I'm just like I just let, let them know that like when I'm free like I'll set plans um and but feel free to ask me but I just might not say yes and just don't take offense to that or anything but I think like the thing that strikes me the most is seeing my friends so the biggest thing is just letting them know communicating and just like I tell them all the time, I'm like, I tell my mom, like, I'm not, like, if I'm, if I'm just like watching TV, just get me my place, like, put a book in front of me, like, I need to study. And it's just, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> I'm getting there. No, it's good, though. I think that, I think it starts with that communication and those expectations because you can't do it on your own. It's going to take yeah. a village. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But That's awesome. What kind of law are you hoping for? So I kind of want to do criminal law. I thought about it for a lot because I do have like a business background. So everyone always thought like, you know, a contract law, business law, those kinds of law. Um, but I also took a class on the wrongfully convicted and that just like really inspired me to be a criminal lawyer. Um, so yeah, just little things like, like, I don't know, I think it'd be fun to be a criminal lawyer. I think it just, you know, um, 
lots of lots of work though like I'd ha- I don't know I have to like always bring like work home rather than I don't know but I would love it I feel like I would just be super interested in it and I would just love going to work and like it just so me and I just want to help people so I think like criminal law would be would be a good fit that's awesome I want I wanted to do the same kind of path well I wanted to do family law um yeah. because of my own history of like I'm I'm a child of divorce and that sort of thing so I always wanted to do that to like help, I guess, the kids more so in those situations. But then I realized that I'm such an emotional person. I would never be able to get through a day because I'd be inserting myself. So I, um, and then there was the fact that it was just a lot of years of school. And at the time I was not prepared to (laughs) continue with more school. So the law, the law path quickly fell off, but um, I am an avid viewer of law and order. So yeah. I will root for you any day. Oh, thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. Did, you. did you end up doing an undergrad? Like, what did you do that in? I went in, I wanted to, okay. So I wanted to go in mainly for psychology because I'm fascinated by psychology, but I also wanted, and this may be um, offensive to those that have a degree in psychology, but I wanted a degree that I could do something with. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean. No, I, I know what you mean. My, my cousin's um, psychology, like she, she did a psychology major and she ended up loving it though. And she did a, she and now does like research studies. So that's what she does. But I know what you mean. It is a little harder to find a job in a psychology field. Yeah. Cause coming out with a bachelor of arts, it's a bigger pool. So yeah. it, it was, I needed, or I, I needed and wanted something that was a bit more focused. So I went in for uh, marketing uh, with business and then very, very quickly learned, I do not want to focus in marketing because there is psychology to it, but I find it to all, I'm just going to bat a thousand here. I find it to almost be like manipulative psychology because you're gaming it. Um, and then I quickly switched over to HR, which is the literal psychology of employees. So, um, that's my, that was my degree. It was, well, I mean, the fancy way of saying it was leadership and organizational management, but it was basically HR. So it's, uh, I, I love that because I love to learn what motivates people. I like to understand people. Um, but that being said, I could never be in, well, I probably could, but I, like, I, it, it would be difficult to be in the HR position because again, of the emotions, like it's, it's yeah. hard for me to remove myself. Yeah. I know what you mean. Like I've heard stories of just, um, I don't know, personally, I can't deal with the drama, so I can't do HR, but also I feel like even law, like I'm going to deal with a lot more drama, but, um, I, I know what you mean. It does get hard sometimes like with emotions because I'm just like you. Like, I just feel like I'm just like, if something bad happens to someone, I just feel like it happened to me and I'm just like, a, like I just really feel with them. I just want to help them. But like, you, sometimes like, I don't know, like you just want to help them, but like sometimes you can't. So it just, it's like, it's a little, it gets a little emotional. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's that's my mom and I. She, we uh, We have this thing now where if either one of us needs to vent about something, the response is like, do you want to vent or do you want me to fix it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we need to know how we're going to respond. Yeah. <laughs> um, Sobeys, Oxford and Wonderland. Oxford and Wonderland, the newer that's one. my yeah. Sobeys. What? You go there or did you used to work there? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, you, like you go there. Grocery store. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it All was, uh, the time. Yeah, I was a cashier there. It was, um, I don't know, it, it was, it was, it was good. Um, I did get in a little, I left because of uh, HR problems. 
<laughs> but um, but for the most part, it was good. Yeah. I like their selection. I can't really speak to their practices. <laughs> no, I know it's me. Like you can find everything there and like, um, or even like the gluten-free section, for instance, or like their organic section, like they have like everything. I've just also found once you latch onto like a grocery store or even a department store, like you can't go to a different one. I went to yeah. a different Sobeys because um, I went to the one over by Home Depot once just to grab some stuff while I was there. Very different experience. Very different. I, I get so anxious when I don't know where something is <laughs> or I, yeah. I went to Loblaws once. It took me like twice the time. Really? Loblaws is a lot bigger. I know what you mean. See me, like I am super into the quality of stuff. So I would get, I'd go to Sobeys for just like my, like my groceries, like the dried or canned stuff or like mm-hmm. dairy or whatever. But then I would go to Remark um, for my fruits and then Angelo's for my bread um, and it just, I'm just all over the place. And my groceries, like I, I it's like a whole day when you need to restock. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. A full day. <laughs> I'm with you though. Angelo's is the best. I can't tell you the amount of excitement I have when I go to Angelo's for like that made to order pasta. My favorite yeah, thing. So good. Or their gelato. Kind of yes. <laughs> and for a while, it was like the only place that I could just go grab an orangina because yeah. I love orangina. Yeah, it's like everything there is just so much better. It's 10 out of 10, um, especially their bakery. Oh, I love it. And they cut it in front of you. I don't know. I just love, I love it. It's uh, it's really good. So how did you learn sewing then? Was that a was that a pandemic skill or have you just grown up that way? That's a good question. So um, I guess in, in high school, going back to high school, in grade 11, they introduced a sewing class. Maybe it was grade 10. Um, but I took, I ended up loving it. And um, all of a sudden I was like talking to my dad about it. And he's like, he told me that he's some sort of like professional. So he's like, he's really good at sewing. Like he's, he can do whatever in sewing. Like he makes like, you can ask him to make like, let's like, like one of a kind, like oh, couture thing, and he will make it precisely like to the T. And so then he started teaching me. And then I, my, my teacher saw my work and then she was so impressed. And then I started teaching the class and then that's how I got super into it. Like, I guess like um, my dad and then I started teaching others and then I would like, I had a lot of fun with it. And I also just like love just like making my own dress. Like, I think it's like, like I think when you want something, it's like, um, and you just like, like, for example, the dress I made recently, I don't know if I can show you a picture, but basically um, I saw it on this magazine and I really wanted it, but it was like $3,000. And I was like, that's way too much. Um, and I just made it myself and it was, it was fairly identical. And um, it's just, you know, like it just, and it's also just fun. Like it's just fun um, to make clothing. But let me see if I can pull up this picture. Oh my God. <laughs> I am impressed. Yeah, thank you. Um, let me see. Okay, here is it. So it kind of it has like this um, the shoulder like the shoulders are pleated and then there's some flowers yeah. and it goes out to like a um, it like flares out a bit. It's really cute. I um, yeah, I love making dresses and I just think it's fun. Like I think it's just like it's so cool when you like um, you just have your own like it's like you made the clothes right and it, everyone's like so impressed and then you're just flaunting. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's just like a good time. Like, you know, and then I also, it's very useful because I help my friends a lot. So like when they need alterations done, like they just come to me. Um, yeah. It just, I don't know. I love it. And I help others with it. So I just, I love it. <laughs> That's amazing. Do you, does that fit in your balance between 
work and studying and friends? Like, do you still find enough time to satisfy it? So I definitely don't. So this was the only dress I made this year and I've just been procrastinating it so much because I feel like it's always like the last thing on my mind and I'm always so busy. Like it's always um, school first and then work and then um, and then like friends and like relationships and stuff. And then the last thing is like sewing. So I feel like I barely have enough time for it. But now that I kind of want to start my own company, I want to see if I can just like sketch out like dresses while like work is not super busy and like I don't have any calls. So I'm going to try doing that. And yeah, I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. And I can't, I can't even tell you how many magazines or like even just paparazzi photos I've seen where I'm like, I want that dress. There was one that was, I think it was Versace and I wanted it so bad. Um, it's only like a cool $8,000. So I may be a customer of yours if you take yeah, customers. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Let me know. I will make you that dress. <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. It honestly isn't too hard. Like it really isn't. I think it's just like, um, I think it just needs patience because once you make a mistake, it just takes you so long to fix it. And that's like the one thing with sewing, like you just can't make mistakes or else you're going to spend the entire day just like fixing your mistake and just undoing everything which takes the longest but yeah it's genuinely not too hard and like you should get into it like you just like start by making like little scrunchies and pajama pants and then just like work your way up because it really isn't difficult or even like just start with like altering your clothing like I will teach you how feel free to come over (laughs) (laughs) I once um I once did a I've done a pair of pants and a pair of or a skirt I made the two of them into like a jean bag Um, so I've done that project. And then I also once made a pair of leopard print pajama pants with my, cause my aunt used to be really big into sewing. So I did that like when I was a kid. Um, and then I've been in like a, I'd say a six year long project. That's just kind of sat there for four years. Um, where, cause I, I, I go or used to go to like a ton of concerts. So I have all these different tour shirts and I wanted to make them into just this giant blanket because I've either grown out of them or I don't wear them. They just sit there. Um, so it's in, I'd say it's like 30% completed before I <laughs> dropped it. And now it just sits in the corner, but I try, I made masks during the pandemic. That no was way. Do you know what's funny? I made no masks during the pandemic. And I You were busy. You had other stuff to do. Yeah. And I bought all these fabric. I went to Fabricland and I bought all these cute fabrics. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And then I just ended up buying them. And I was like, well, I was just too busy. But you could probably (laughs) bang on a mask in like five minutes. Yeah. I know. It's exactly. It's like like 20 minutes and I'll have it done. But it's I don't know. It's like you have to just get in like the mindset of it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but but that quilt thing, that sounds, that sounds like amazing. That's a good idea. I'd, it's yeah. a good idea, but to, to go back to your can't make mistakes while sewing, I think I made several mistakes while cutting. Oh, okay. um, so it's, it's definitely, there was no like blueprint for it by any means. It was just yeah. like, we're going to do this as we go. Um, so the rows are not proper rows. The columns are not proper columns. It's, <laughs> it's a very weird <laughs> proportioned uh or non-proportioned I guess yeah. blanket but but that makes it unique you know what I mean yeah I I once I sent an email to like some company and said well, can you fix this and they're like no we only make stuff we don't fix it I'm like oh, God. okay <laughs> really they went interesting I feel like anyone would just like it's would fix it but interesting but I don't know honestly it looks cool when everything's like disproportionate and like especially for blankets and everything just has like their own size like I think that makes it look better yeah. if anything 
but you know right, it'd be maybe, so much harder to sew if it was disproportionate like <laughs> yeah you may find a box just on your front doorstep I got just you. with a note let me please know. fix this let me know <laughs> I got you <laughs> oh man actually okay we may I may actually yeah we yeah, may do absolutely this. yeah come over <laughs> that would be awesome um what was I gonna say oh yeah I I the the extent of my I guess clothing designs would be um my cricket with t-shirts like I live for like making my own t-shirts mainly for really? events or funny sayings that I find like I, I made a t-shirt in the pandemic that just said yep I am essential oh, um, <laughs> I love that I love that or I go to like or now I'm going to a ton of races throughout the summer so I have like all these race themed shirts so that's yeah. my fun thing but and my, my mom or my friends will, will say, you should sell this. You should post it, like open an Etsy. And I just don't know if I'd still enjoy it. I know what you mean. I, I feel the exact same way. Like I always enjoy stuff when I'm making it for, like if I'm doing something I'm passionate about and for myself, I love it. But then when my aunts give me like all these alterations or like, and like this huge bag of alterations, it's just not fun anymore. It just feels more of a chore and it just takes away the fun aspect. So then, then yeah. when I do want to do it next time, it's more so like, oh, it's such a hassle, you know? And I feel like that's why I do you like need to get in that mindset because I feel like I like used to like love sewing but like now it might like family has turned it in such like an alterate like constant like alteration thing and like you know always available and they're always giving me stuff and it's like super last minute like on the day of like I need this for like in two hours I'm going to a wedding and I'm like okay <laughs> like I got it <laughs> like you know what I mean um so that's like that's the one thing about sewing everyone will come to you <laughs> fair but I think that if you did set up um a business or a store you could at least do it on your terms if you yeah. if you did it where here's the selection yeah as opposed to and like obviously I'm sure you'll go with custom I don't know why I'm giving business advice um <laughs> <laughs> I like yes I'm sure you go with like custom orders and and your family comes to you and whatnot but I think it's a different thing to go from made to order to this is what I really loved to make would yeah. you like to buy it yeah absolutely I think that definitely changes things and changes my outlook but um but yeah I'll, I'll let you know when, when I get like my first couple dresses done and I'll like I'll send you pictures and um I'll let you know <laughs> Absolutely. And have you talked to um, Anna about your law degree? I Yes, yeah, so we brought it up. I think it was, um, actually, did I bring it up? I don't know if I did. You know what? I'm, oh no, we did uh, when I first had my meeting with Anna. She was like, oh, like, how was, like, what are you doing for school? And then um, I told her and she was, um, she was telling me um, that I need to just focus on that and not to get too distracted and like, let her know if like I need anything. And she's super sweet. I love Anna. <laughs> we uh sh she was on this week's like the the episode that came out yesterday we celebrated her journey so we we talked all about her her history and in law and um everything that she loved and didn't love about it so we've now got two in-house lawyers we've got a whole general counsel's department <laughs> i just anna didn't tell me that she was into law like she was just um oh. letting me go off about myself and i was I was, yeah, I guess I should have asked her like what she did that was on me, but that's she awesome. To, I had no idea. She did law school in Brazil for labor law. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Employment law would also be cool too. <laughs> Next meeting. Precisely. I know something about you. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah i will yeah <laughs> i'll let her know because <laughs> yeah she never told me that's so cool like um I find law so fascinating, but I also find like after I did the class on like the wrongly convicted, I just find criminal law so fascinating. And um, yeah, I think I'm going to try to go into that first and see how, because it is stressful. Like you're handling people's lives and their futures and it's stressful. And sometimes like it might not be morally the best thing of like defending someone who could be guilty or, you know. I was going to say like, I don't know how. I don't know how far along you, I mean, you haven't gone to law school yet, but like, do you know, do you know how to handle those situations? Like, do you know how those situations come up or like what you're able to do about it? Um, in terms of like, in, um, I guess like your rights or your decisions you have to make. Yeah. So we obviously have to, I guess in the legal sense, we have to defend our client, even if like they're guilty or not. And I think the point is just give them like the best, the best alternative. And like, that's what lawyers do. But I more so want to go into like um, work for the innocence project. I find them super fascinating and I'm like, not that into just like making money on law. Like I really want to help people. So I, um, it's just like hearing stories of people that are wrongly convicted, just, it's really, it's really, really sad. And especially in Canada, like so many people and um, simply just for like being who they are, like, or like being like um, being of color, for example, and just how, um, and just, and how like they got wrongly convicted just for that. Like, it's just really sad to hear. So I just want to help people in that sense and work for the Innocence Project, hopefully. And yeah. I was going to ask if you're going into the reform side of things and um, I don't, I don't know how to ask that if someone says no. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. That's a, I love that. Yeah. Thank you. I'll let you know how the journey goes because yes. um, I got to do my LSAT first. So we're going to need a, not a newsletter, just <laughs> all the happenings, <laughs> all the life. updates. <laughs> like, there's so much. This is going to be so telling of uh, who I am, but I'm, I, I follow very much Kim Kardashian's progress of yeah, no, <laughs> law I, school. <laughs> I know what you mean. I was, when she passed baby bar, I was honestly crying low key. <laughs> like, I was like, no, cause I love that. And like, I saw like how she actually like helps people. And like, she, um, she ended up, um, um, she ended up like helping like getting this one guy acquitted and it was just, it was very inspirational to hear like her impact. And I think that's like exactly what I kind of want to do. Um, yeah. I love it. Her journey is definitely inspirational. Yes. And, and I think at least what we see, she, it's not for clout or anything. Like she invests yeah. herself and yeah. it takes over her no matter what she's doing. And I think that's the best place to come from, because if you're going to be in that, um, in that kind of a career path, you need to give yourself to it. It's not, it's not just a job. It's, who you are <laughs> absolutely absolutely amazing wow that was a long question one <laughs> <laughs> a little bit a little long it's <laughs> that was awesome I I'm excited well my favorite thing about at least this series is we all come to work as moment makers like that yeah. and we and we show up and we make moments and we and we speak with customers and like we all have that common ground but we don't really get to learn about what we are outside of those hours. Um, and so the fact that like, I, I've talked to a life coach, a psychologist, um, 
a personal trainer. We've got a tattoo artist. And now we've got a lawyer slash fashion designer. So um, I we're just growing the list of skills, which is fantastic, because if you look at the amount of skills that that sit in TLS, we're a one stop shop for everything you need. We really are. Yeah, <laughs> it's very impressive. I love our team. Same. <laughs> um, so then to get to where you are now or to like realize all of your goals in life, who would you say are the three most influential people to you? That's a good question. I think number one is probably my dad. I think he has like the most kindest heart ever and he taught me how to give. And like ever since we were little, like he always like gave us opportunities to donate or give back or volunteer. And um, I think that really shaped me to the person I kind of am today. And also my best friend, she, is probably like the emotionally like the strongest person I know and just seeing what she's been through and how she's able to overcome it is like very inspirational um and I guess as a while we're in this like um criminal talk and everything um there was this case like I ended up interviewing last year Maria Shepard from a wrongly convicted class and she was wrongly convicted um solely based on an expert testimony who was super misogynistic and has already sent like wrongly convicted 50 people based on his testimony and there was like no evidence of maria doing the crime but he almost made something up and i spoke to her and just um it was very inspiring seeing how she ended up forgiving him and like she's like this biggest heart ever and like she kind of taught me that like um forgiving people is not just for them it's also for you and like you don't have to carry that hatred or anything it makes you such a better person so that was a very inspirational talk and she's very strong and I just love um I just love how like she used that experience to kind of help others now and it's just very inspirational wow (laughs) I yeah I love that's awesome yeah no, her story is so sad. She was wrongly convicted and ended up spending a little less than a year in prison. She was accused of murdering her stepdaughter um, with no evidence. And also her stepdaughter died from a seizure and her family, like her mom's side has a long history of seizures. And it was, it wasn't very, like, it wasn't very far off, but then he ended up making this very false story and, um, falsely accused multiple people of being murderers, multiple women. Um, He was just very misogynistic, I guess. And um, she ended up spending a year in prison and her story was just super sad because she was saying how um, they were threatening to just like um, take all her kids away. And and also she was also pregnant with a baby and they wanted to take that away too. Um, And she was saying how in prison, like apparently being a child, um, potentially being a child murderer, like being accused of murdering a child is like the worst thing. And it makes you an automatic target. So she was saying how she was constantly fearful of her life, but if she wasn't pregnant, she would have like definitely been attacked and she's gotten so many threats. So it was just so scary how she went through all that and then overcame that and ended up forgiving the person who sent her there without him even like apologizing or acknowledging it or even caring. So I think she's just a very strong person and it's just very inspiring. Yeah. And he was an expert witness on several cases then? Yeah, you can look him up. I think his name was Charles, Dr. Charles Smith. Um, He's sent multiple women to prison for falsely committing a crime. And um, so with with this, with this, um, with this, um, 
like with this story, uh, what happened was he said the baby, the baby had bruises on the back of his head. And that was from, that was from when he had a seizure. He was like bouncing up and down and he got a bruise on the back of his head. But then Dr. Charles Smith made it sound like um, that the mom did it. And she, and then like, she, like she hurt the baby and it was just, it was just, um, it was way off and the court ended up believing it. And then when it came out that they were all false and stuff, and he just purposely said that too. Um, because he hates like he hates moms and he hates super misogynistic and but yeah. when that came out he his he ended up getting only like a slap on the wrist and like a five hundred dollar fine or something like he got nothing for it's a false perjury <laughs> yeah exactly but he ended up just getting a slap on the wrist and a small fine and then like nothing else like he ended up just retiring later and he was already old so like he you know he already you know, he was going to retire anyway. So it just sucks hearing that, like he's ruined so many lives and he just gotten away with it. And yeah. And I think going into law, like, I don't know, like I want to make a difference in people's lives. And I don't think like a lot of the criminal system right now is fair. So I don't know, like, I, yeah, I want to, I want to look into cases like that and work for Innocence Canada because like just stuff like that, just makes me so furious that 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 happens and it's happening Canada too like there's so many stories in Canada and I always thought like okay like the United States is bad Canada's made like you know like we're, we're, we're pretty good but honestly like we're almost just the same it's um it's really disheartening so in your wrongful convictions class then I'm sure there's also a handful of stories that were not as successful yeah have you how do I ask this do you like how do you handle your reaction to those do you know how you would handle it in like out in the real world when you're dealing with it um like how do you separate that that's a really good question because I had this one case it was the saddest thing ever and it was like of a younger 14 year old boy in America who um, was accused of murdering two girls um that he didn't have the physical ability to because he was younger um and there was no evidence. He just lived beside the area it happened. Like there was no evidence tying it to him. The DNA didn't match, nothing matched. It literally wasn't feasible for him to even commit the crime at all given his size and strength. And he was sentenced to life. Um, and it was like a 14 year old boy lost his life and um, got the electric chair for a murder that he didn't even do. And he wasn't even allowed to say goodbye to his family. It was like a really sad story. And I think, I think, um, I, I don't really want to like, um, like in terms of handling it, like I want to acknowledge it and I want to, um, like, I don't want to just skip over it and be like, okay, I want, I want to like forget about it. Cause it's sad. Like I want to acknowledge it and just be like, okay, like I don't want this to happen anymore. And I think that's what helps me get through it. I want to like, I want to look into it. So it doesn't, doesn't happen again. I, you know what I mean? Cause there's nothing I could do at that point. Like he, this happened a while ago. This happened in America, I think in the 1930s or 19, I think around the 1930s, 1940s, around there, but it was, um, it was still a really sad story. It happened a long time ago, but it was still sad hearing that. And I think it just helps us evolve, just acknowledging them. So, um, yeah, kind of like, like, you know, like we use those past experiences to help us like get better. So I think it's always good to acknowledge the sad stories because, um, they're definitely like, it tells us flaws in the system and we just definitely need to acknowledge them. It's nice that you use it as a motivator and not a setback. Yeah. Because it is a setback, but you're right. It's something to learn from. Yeah, absolutely. And go forward with. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh my God. I could pick your brain for hours. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so your first month with TLS, um, we've already heard that you, you prefer to just kind of like 
get, get the job done and then move on to what you do outside of work. Um, but you've, that's kind of changed a bit as you've now immersed into the culture. That's what we try yeah. to do here. We really get you with that caribou culture. <laughs> I love it though. <laughs> so what would you say is your, like what motivates you to keep like, keep learning, keep challenging yourself and keep showing up and like what excites you to come to work? It genuinely is the environment. I think my coworkers are the best and the kindest and just like, just logging on and getting that good morning text and like the, how are you doing today? And just like, just everyone just caring. I think it just lifts your spirit. Cause like I work from home. Right. So I definitely don't get that physical interaction. Like I don't see people, I don't even know how they look like. I'm just kind of like, I feel like it's kind of like screen to screen, but TLS has like a great way of just making like a little more homey and like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's really easy to get to know each other, which I was surprised about because I was kind of like, okay, like, I just I work from home and my computer. Like, I'm like, I'm I'm not really gonna indulge in any like conversations because it's at home. But like, no, like I get invited to like these caribou campfires or like this, for example. And it's like a great way of interacting with their other coworkers, and it's just it's so much fun. And that excites me the most. Um, coming and just talking to everybody and getting to know people and just yeah, and interacting with them. And the customers are pretty great too. I've met some amazing customers. <laughs> the, uh, our, our Floridians. Oh, I love them. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I had this one guy the other day. Oh my goodness. Um, cause Florida really varies. Like you get people that are hardcore American, which is fine, which is great, you know, but then others who are just like, um, super sweet. Like I had this one guy, he was like, like, who was kind of anti-Canada and we can't really tell them where we work from Canada. Like we have to kind of go around it, you know, because they, some Americans do prefer America. <laughs> he was like super American. He was like, the price was too high for him. And he was like, oh, like it's Biden's fault, like vote for Trump and stuff. And then he was like super into politics. And we were like, he was talking my ear off of politics. And then you can't just hang up on them. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. giving them an estimate, but he was like going off about politics. And um, you get some interesting people, you know what I mean? But also majority people in Florida are so nice. Like they're so chill. They just, most of them like live by the beach. So like they're literally chilling. Um, but I had some really nice customers. I had this one older guy. He was like 85 years old and he was like, I want to take you out for dinner. And I was like, absolutely. <laughs> I'm coming to Florida. <laughs> and um, he was like the sweet, but he was like joking around. Like he gets it, but he was like this really sweet guy. And like, we ended up like, it's always fun to just not, take like work so like um like to just kind of talk to the customers and get to know them and just start a conversation rather than being like okay like you owe it like you owe us this much for this job and you know what I mean like like yeah our job is to just give them an estimate and, and book like book the appointment but also like getting to know a customer is like such a big aspect of it and it just makes the experience so much better and yeah I just I love my customers <laughs> that's awesome I can tell you that my first ever call that, or my first ever interaction that I had, um, I spoke with a woman, it was on Paul Davis. And I spoke with a woman that, uh, some, some questionable things were said. She had some very strong opinions, um, several offensive statements and to just be thrown into the deep end. And that's the first thing it's a, it's definitely an interesting thing to yeah. navigate. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because like with complaints too, like I here's the thing. So like I feel like once you initially talk to them and they get to know you and you have those conversations, like even when they complain, they're just so nice about it. Like I had this one customer named Maria um, and Maria, like we had this original talk and like uh, we were just like, we were just talking about life and like her grandchildren and it, she was like super sweet. And then the next time she calls was like after she called twice about a complaint and she's like already like mad. She gets on the phone. She's like, she's like going off a bit. She's like, I like this happened, this happened, this happened. And I can't believe like I haven't gotten a response back. And then I just say, hi, Maria. And she's like, oh, nada. And then it just goes like super light, like lighthearted from there. And it's just like, and then just like, oh dear, like, let me tell you what happened. And like, even the tone just like completely changes. And I think just the key to that is just initially just giving like really good customer service and then they'll just remember you and like Maria was like the sweetest person and she called back again today and she was like sweetie how are you doing and it's just like (laughs) and you just keep like luck of the draw you just keep getting her call I I I got I got half her calls because like the original like she called twice before about a complaint and she I'm not gonna say their name but she told me their name but uh, um she was just like um, she was like, I was so sad it wasn't you. And she was like, she was like, I'm so glad, like, like, you know, like I'm um, on the phone. And she's always like, she's always calling me sweetie and dear. And I'm basically her grandchild. Like, I love her so much. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I better be invited for Thanksgiving. Um, but I love her. But um, but no, they definitely like remember you. The customers really do remember. And like she Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it's crazy. I just I just said, Hey Maria, and she's like, Nada, and like she just come like, you know, she just forgot about her complaint and she was like how have you been and I'm like you're the sweetest there's a story that um it's one of it's John one of our team leads and he it was during um I think a hurricane with Paul Davis so get ready that's a very stressful time when we hit hurricane season but um this is your warning now um but so John had had been talking to a woman and, and the office that was that her address was in the territory of, they were experiencing like super high volumes. They're on a wait list. There was no one that was really going to get out to her house in a reasonable amount of time, given the circumstance. Um, and so she said, well, I don't know what, what else to do. I have no power. I don't have this. Like there's this a disaster. Like, what am I supposed to do? And she sounds so desperate. So while we're not supposed to, because we are Paul Davis, he, he starts Googling just like options basically of, of what she could possibly do. Um, and in the end she ends up getting help, but it all gets serviced and and it all works out for her. But she calls back two weeks later with the sole purpose to just say a thank you to John or like pass a thank you to John. We had at the time, it probably would have been 30 ish moment makers on Paul Davis, um, and steady volumes. And they, like, he got her call for her to thank him. And it was just like, it's it's Aww. it's those moments that that's what's meant to be because yeah. it's completely automated you have no idea what call you're gonna get and that's what happens it's really cool that's awesome especially because like paul davis the customers are obviously their days are ruined based on the disaster so like you can't just it's harder to get them to kind of just um just get their mood up but it's, it's awesome that he did that but i was actually supposed to be on paul davis first when i got hired they were like you're going to paul davis and then all of a sudden it was magic bubbles and I've been loving magic bubbles, but how was Paul Davis? Like, did you like it? I love it. I have a strong yeah. affinity for Paul Davis um, and first on site for that matter. But I, once you're eligible to be blended, I would uh, put in a good word for yourself of bring me to yeah. Paul Davis. <laughs> I find it to be 
it keeps you on your toes. Um, there is, I'd say a difference in the processes because like magic bubbles, for example, you can see the full customer journey through, whereas Paul Davis, there's so many different details that the office becomes kind of that end stop. So you would schedule something on magic bubbles. We don't have that capability on Paul Davis. Um, so it's, it's diff, it's a different experience, but I found it to be really rewarding and fulfilling because they're, they're experiencing destruction and like you get to be that comforting voice. You get to just give them some kind of an answer, or give them that support. Um, and then on top of that, it's a huge amount of variety because there is like, we joke 550 processes. Um, there's not, but there's a lot of little details to know. Um, so if you like to stay challenged or just like quick thinking, yeah, uh, it's really, it's a really great brand for that. And cat season is always, always insane. We, what's cat season? Cat season is our catastrophe season. Um, so it's, it's typically like the, the duration of hurricane season, but last year, and you'll hear anyone who's been with TLS for over a year now, um, last year we experienced the February Texas freeze. And that was like all hands on deck. We had like Lori, our president was making phone calls. Like it's really? just everyone across the board was helping out because our, our queue will like, we'll, it'll get really, really high in volume on any normal cat season. We we're hitting over a thousand interactions wow. in our queue. So it was, it's insane. Uh, but it's a really, really fun time for the team. Well, I wouldn't oh. say fun, but they come together. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's it's a cool environment because you're all sharing this common purpose um, and you're all helping each other and leaning each other, leaning on each other. So it's uh, it's yeah. definitely interesting. That's uh, yeah, it's actually pretty cool. Cause I when I thought um, Paul Davis, I thought it was like super stressful and I was kind of like worried. I was like, um, I was like, what if I can't help somebody? And like, you know, like they're super stressed or like, you know what I mean? But like, I'm glad you look at it like that. Like, you know what I mean? That's awesome. So you do have to be prepared for some like, not backlash, but it, there's only so much we can do. And if that's not going to satisfy someone, like we can't please everyone. So you have to be prepared to handle those tough conversations. Um, and there are some, there can be some like triggering events or, um, I mean, they do deal in biohazard or unfortunate crime cleanups so yeah um the, you'll hear some things that are quite unexpected but i would i personally loved the experience because i i felt that you could make a difference um yeah. even if it's just being that first year basically yeah oh, that's awesome okay i'll definitely look into that if they um if they give me the opportunity to I'll, I'll put in a good word. <laughs> Thank you. Anna, Anna and Miriam are always battling each other for who they can share. So oh, really? What is, <laughs> so wait, so is, is Anna, um, is Anna doing Paul Davis and then what's Miriam doing? Anna does magic bubbles, sort of pro and California closets. Oh, okay. I see. And then Miriam manages Paul Davis and first on site. And she did manage pillar okay. to post, but they are no longer with us. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. My sister used to work here before, before I did. So like she told, like, she's like super close to everybody. So when I first met Anna and Miriam, they were like, oh, your sister and all this stuff. And I was like, 
um, I don't know. It just felt very homey because everyone already kind of like knew who I was. Um, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. I, I started with, like, I started my career with college pro. Um, I ran a college pro window cleaning franchise and college pro at the time worked with TLS. So I was always involved with TLS from the franchise side. Um, yeah. and then college pro transitioned out, uh, off it went and, through the pandemic, I then really needed a job. So then I came into TLS as a moment maker and it's a completely different experience, but it was that same thing of like, oh, hey, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, no, Mariam and, and Anna are the best. They're like two peas in a pod. They really it, it's are. Help, <laughs> it's helpful because they have the same, it's the same role essentially. So it's really great that they're so involved with each other's teams because- um, it's just that extra support. And in these cases yeah. where you have, you're on one brand that's with Anna and one brand with Miriam, I'm going to manifest yeah. it. <laughs> All right. Me too. All right. We got those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you say is your biggest success so far? It could be like, it doesn't necessarily have to be TLS. Just you've got a lot to choose from. That's a good question. Cause I feel like I'm just so new where I don't have this like super big success story. Um, but I feel like just simply just like the smallest success stories, like just a customer's reaction to just like you helping them or like, for example, like Maria, I've had to, I've had like, I've had someone else. I, I remember their name so well too. Like, um, I'm Woody. Oh, I loved Woody. Like even just seeing their reaction to just like some great customer service. Like I feel like that in itself is, is a good success story, but I don't have like, cause I'm so new. I don't have like this really big, amazing success story, but now I recently found out that I've made it into some kind of, um, my calls made on some set of newsletter. Or something. <laughs> so I'm just like, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. It's, uh, what do I call it? I call it a magical moment made. So it's a little button in their newsletter that they can click it. And then the audio plays. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I have to hear it. Where can I listen to that? Cause I kind of want to listen to that. <laughs> I will, I'll find the audio file. I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you, which one it was. I, right. cause I also take out all of the personal information. So there's just a lot of beeps throughout it. <laughs> uh, okay. I see. I see. That's, that's fair. That's a good but idea. The overall, uh, yeah, it has to be censored for like customer's information, but overall the feel of the call is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Good to hear it. I'm going to go flex my sister's face because I don't think she's gotten one of those. Don't be like, look at <laughs> Look at me one month in and I'm doing <laughs> to be fair in defense of your sister. We didn't have a newsletter at the time. So. Oh, that's true. That's true. Uh, I mean, you guys could have still, no, she kind of made a newsletter. <laughs> no, I'm still kidding. Counts. I'm kidding. <laughs> we're just always competitive like that. Like we're always like just trying to beat each other. But at the end of the day, like it's, it's, um, we're, but we both just celebrate each other's wins. So that's pretty good. What brand did she work with? She worked with Serta Pro. Okay. Yeah, so she was just booking estimates as well and just, yeah, booking people in. Those guys. Those guys. <laughs> what, conversely, what would you say is your biggest learning opportunity? Just in, in anything. My biggest learning opportunity, I guess. My biggest learning opportunity is probably like the Caribou Campfire. I like, because that kind of me, I told you to kind of me break out of my shell a bit and it kind of taught me to just live in the moment um you know what I mean and <laughs> um and just you know like uh, like um just not make interactions very um very 
mechanical, more so I get to know the customer um, and it just makes things a lot better and smoother. And I guess that's not a word, but funner, more fun. <laughs> more more but, fun. I love it. More fun. <laughs> but, and yeah. you're, you're, you're not new, but you're newer. Um, so if you had like picture a moment maker coming in, in your place, actually, oh my God, I forgot my favorite question. What is being a moment maker to you? Being a moment maker. I think being a moment maker, it just gives you opportunities to just make people's day and just switch their mood around and like, you know, help people out. So I think being a moment maker, just, you're just given this great opportunity to just help others. And that's what it kind of means to me. It's just kind of um, like an avenue to just really like, like give you a chance to kind of just really help people and like get to know people. And I don't know, I love being a moment maker. And I just love the fact that um, we are so kind of focused on the like, customer experience because it just makes it funner for everybody. Um, just being super nice and having these really like fun conversations with customers and not being so like scripted or, yeah. Yeah, amazing. And then, here we go. You're not new, you're newer. Um, but if you had a moment maker coming in that's just never been on the phones before, never really been in customer service, what's your one piece of advice for them to be successful or to get the most out of being a moment maker? I would say get to know your fellow coworkers and just um, take every opportunity to meet them and get to know them. Because I feel like um, we all, now that I've gotten to know my coworkers, I feel like we mutually benefit off others. If I have a question and my supervisor's not there, I can just reach out to them and I'll make things so much easier. And I think, it also makes makes work funner to go to when you just build those relationships. So I would say meet some people, put yourself out there. Um, yeah, start those conversations. Don't say no to um, some podcast meetings or some, you know, go to those yes. campfires. <laughs> yes, I love that. Get engaged and. Yeah. You're, so you're based out of London, but you work remote. But we are having a July barbecue where you can put some faces to names I'll have to come yeah I know because I live in London too like I was born raised in London so I've been here my entire life um so yeah I might stop by I didn't hear about it though so (laughs) well that's because it hasn't been officially announced (laughs) okay okay perfect you'll hear more most likely in like the next hour um awesome my last question is what is one thing that you try to do? I do emphasize try to live in the moment. That's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. I think the one thing I try to do just to still kind of like live in the moment is to kind of just, I, I don't really go by the script. I just, um, I think I just, I flow is better if you're just having a, personal conversation with a customer not personal but like you know just having a casual conversation and I think just not like being all caught up with saying like thinking oh there's a script that we have to say this we have to say this I think just like take it easy don't be too stressed and remember I used to be so stressed in my calls I'd stutter all the time and um and I think just like taking it easy and just taking up for breath and really just focusing on your customer and I think that just really makes makes moments instead of yeah rather than being so stressed and like you have to say this you gotta mention this like it just I don't know it just makes things and like you just remember that like when once you're so relaxed like you just like you don't forget those like little things I agree as long as you know the points to hit just go boom 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 
There's a difference between customer service and customer experience. And we like to give an experience. Yeah, absolutely. I feel the same exact way. (laughs) Beautiful. I've kept you longer than I'm supposed to, and they're probably going to yell at me. Um, (laughs) That was fine. Uh, But I had so much fun getting to know you. I'm going to... We'll be circling back on this whole quilt thing. Um. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Honestly, come over. We'll we'll sew together. It'll be be so much fun. Amazing. Keep me updated on the Nada newsletter. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) And I hope that you have a great rest of your shift. And um, yeah, I have to do a part two. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely down for part two. And congratulations on your graduation, by the way. Thank you. I still have to sign up for a gown. I'm a little late on that. Oh but, my God. Uh, but anyway, you have a week. honestly, I don't even know when the date is. I'm not going to lie. I just know that it's next week. Um, I'll look into that after work today. Well, congrats. I hope all works out Thank with you. the gown and that it's a spectacular day. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was great meeting you. I had a great time. Good. I'm glad. Yeah, I'll see you at Enjoy. the barbecue. Yes. I, uh, I expect there's going to be a link to register. I expect your registration. I will be there. Count me in. Excellent. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you then. All right. Sounds good. Bye. Have a great rest of your day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I told you you were going to love it. I truly appreciate her passion and excitement for everything she gets to do. I can't wait for the Not A Newsletter and all the exciting updates. I think she's going to make such a difference in the world, and I am absolutely thrilled for her. We are so lucky to have our moment makers, and I can't believe talking to them and hearing all of these stories is a part of my job. I hope you all loved this episode. Join us next week for another one. We will see you on Monday. Sometimes you need someone there for some